Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Ruth Fagan, and today we're studying Tractate Psachim Daf Samech, page 60. Today's Daf contains an analysis of the second Mishnah of the Perak, which is actually found at the bottom of Daf Nuntet. Since we did not discuss this Mishnah yesterday, we'll start by reviewing it now. First, a bit of background. The Mishnah discusses the role that improper intention plays in potentially invalidating the Korban Pesach. There are four parts to the sacrificial order. Shechita, slaughtering the animal. Kabbalah, collecting the blood of the animal in a sacred vessel. Holacha, bringing the blood to the altar. And Zerika, placing or throwing the blood on the altar. After these four avodot are done, the sacrificial parts are burnt on the altar and the meat is eaten by the kawanim, or the owners of the sacrifices. The Torah requires that when the kawanim performs each of the four avodot, shechita, kabbalah, holachan, zrika, he must do so with proper intention. For example, the kohen must perform the avodah with the proper type of sacrifice in mind. If the sacrifice is a chatat, a sin offering, the kohen must deliberately perform the avodah with the intention of this animal being a chatat. This is referred to as sacrificing lishmo, for its own sake. If the kohen mistakenly sacrifices the chatat with the intention of its being a different sacrifice, for example, an Allah, this is referred to as shalolishmo, not for its own sake. In general, sacrificing an animal shalolishmo does not invalidate the offering. However, Korban Pesach is an exception. Korban Pesach must be slaughtered on the 14th of Nisan with a specific intention for this sacrifice to be a Pesach offering. If the Pesach is sacrificed, Shalolishmo, as say, as a Shlamim, not only does the owner not fulfill his obligation for Korban Pesach, but once the improper intention is discovered, the Avodah cannot continue, the sacrificial parts may not be burnt on the altar, and the owners cannot eat the meat. According to our Mishnah, if a Pesach was offered both lishmo ve shelo lishmo, meaning that the Kohen originally declared the intention for the offering to be a Korban Pesach, but then additionally declared the improper intention for it to be a different sacrifice, a Shlamim, then the Korban is Pasul, invalid. Thus, the owners cannot eat the meat and have not fulfilled their obligation for Korban Pesach. The Gemara attempts to understand whether the case of lishmo ve shelo lishmo refers to the Kohen first having proper and then improper intent within a single avodah, such as shechita, or rather refers only to having proper intent during one avodah, say shechita, and then improper intention during another avodah, such as rika. If the latter is the case, our Mishnah is discussing, since each of the four avodot clearly requires proper intention, everyone would agree that even in a case where the Kohen did the shechita lishma 
intending the Shechita to be for Korban Pesach. If he subsequently declared an improper intention, for example, when doing Zrika, his intention was for Shlamim rather than for Pesach, then of course the Korban is Pasul. But if the proper and improper intention, Lishmo Veshalo Lishmo, occurred during a single Avodah, if the Kohen declared the Shechita to be for Korban Pesach and then during the Shechita additionally declared it to be for Shlambim, the Korban would be Pasul invalid only if one believes that both the first and second statements of intent by the Kohen are equally valid. This is the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, who says, Af bigmar dvarav adam nitpas. A person is held accountable not only for his first words, but also for his final words, even when they contradict his first statement. But according to Rabbi Meir, who says, Tfos lashon rishon, when a person says two contradictory statements, only the first expression is legally binding. Therefore, according to Rabbi Meir, in a case of lishmo, within a single avodah, the second improper intention would not invalidate the Pesach offering. Ultimately, the Gemara leaves this question unanswered. On Samach Bet, the Gemara moves on to another related question. In the sixth parak on Daf Ayn, page 70, the Achamim state that an animal that has been designated for Korban Pesach can be offered any other day of the year besides Erev Pesach, obviously not as a korban Pesach, but as a shlamim. This, of course, would require that all four avodot are done by the Kohen, the shame shlamim, with the intention that this be a shlamim offering, not a Pesach offering. Since the animal was originally designated as a korban Pesach, in order for it to be offered validly as a shlamim, the Kohen's intention must be shalolishmo, not as a korban Pesach, but as korban shlamim. The Gemara asks, What happens if on a day other than the 14th of Nisan, the Pesach was slaughtered with both the intention Lishmo, meaning as a Korban Pesach, and Shelo Lishmo, not as a Korban Pesach, but as a Shlamim. Mi ati Shelo Lishmo umafik le liyede Lishmo umachshir le? Allah. Do the second Shalolishmo intention to slaughter the offering as a Shlamim remove it from the original declared intention to slaughter it as a Korban Pesach, therefore making the offering Kasher as a Shlamim, or does the original declaration to slaughter it as a Pesach on the inappropriate day remain, making the Korban Pasul? Now, Based on our previous Mishnah, where everyone agrees that if the initial intention of the Kohen was an improper one, that the Korban is Pasul, it would seem that here, too, in the case of attempting to offer the Pesach offering as a Shlamim on a day other than Erev Pesach, since the initial intention expressed by the Kohen was improper, then the Korban should be invalid as a Shlamim. But Rava says that in this case the offering is kasher as a Shlamim. What is his reasoning? Dehas tamo lishmo kai. In a normal case of a Pesach being slaughtered on a day other than Erev Pesach, Without the Kohen making an active declaration of his intent to slaughter the animals at Korban Pesach, nevertheless, a Pesach offering stands to be offered for its own sake, Lishma, as a Pesach Korban. Ve'afilu hachi kishachit le'shelo lishmo kasher. 
Nevertheless, if the Kohen explicitly declares his intention is to slaughter it not for its own sake, but rather as a shlamim, the offering is kasher. It is valid as a shlamim. Alma, ati umafik Therefore, says Rava, we see that shalolishmo, intention not for its own sake, that is, intention for the animal to be a shlamim rather than a Pesach korban, removes it from its inherent status of lishmo, of being a Pesach korban. Kishachit nami lishmo veshalolishmo, ati shalolishmo mafik midei lishmo. Therefore, if the Kohen explicitly declares the intention of slaughtering the animal as a korban Pesach, but then additionally declares the shalolishmo intention of slaughtering it for shlamim, that latter shalolishmo intention comes and removes the animal from the status of being offered for its own sake as korban pesach. Thus, the offering is kasher as a shlamim offering. Rava's logic is challenged by Rav Adabar Ava. Rava, says Rav Adabar Ava, you claim that since the Shalolishmo declaration by the Kohen can supersede the assumption that if a Pesach is offered, is offered L'Shem Pesach as a Pesach offering. Therefore, even if the Kohen actively declared that the animal is being offered L'Shmo, L'Shem Pesach, that the second Shalolishmo declaration supersedes the first declaration. But who says that a declaration powerful enough to supersede an assumption is powerful enough to supersede a different, prior, explicit declaration. When we look at the two disputes that we just outlined, the one between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Meir about a Pesach that was offered on Erev Pesach, Lishmo Vishalo Lishmo, and the one between Rava and Ravada Bar Ava, a Pesach that was slaughtered the rest of the year, Lishmo Vishalo Lishmo, something quite interesting emerges. At first glance, Rabbi Yossi and Rava seem to be at odds with each other. Rabbi Yossi takes the strict view that even if the Kohen has valid intention at the beginning of an Avodah, if he has a second invalid intention during that same Avodah, that second invalid intention makes the whole offering pasul. Whereas Rava takes a lenient view. If the Kohen has an invalid intention at the beginning of the Avodah to offer an animal as a Pesach when it is not Erev Pesach, but then follows it up with a valid intention to offer the animals as Shlamim, the sacrifice is kasher. Similarly, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Adabar Ava seem to be on different points on the spectrum. Rabbi Meir is saying that the Pesach that was slaughtered on Erev Pesach, Lishmo Vishlo, Lishmo is kasher. And Rabbi Adabar Ava is saying that the Pesach that was slaughtered on any other day of the year, Lishmo Vishlo, Lishmo, is pasul as a shlamim. However, closer examination reveals that in fact, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi's statements share a similar value, which is different then the fundamental value embraced by both Rabbi Meir and Rav Adabar Ava. Rabbi Yossi and Rava hold that we must look at the entirety of what people say. A second statement that they make carries as much halachic import as the first statement that they make, indeed can wipe out the implications of that first statement. Rabbi Meir and Rav Adabar Ava disagree. There are times that what comes out of our mouth cannot be retracted, cannot be changed. There are times when what matters is what we say first. Sometimes what we say binds us in ways that we can't get away from. As much as we might try to change our original statement to say in effect, we didn't mean that. Here's what we really mean. Just as the Gemara does not end up choosing between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Meir, or between Rava and Rav Adavar Ava, perhaps we also are not meant to choose.
perhaps the challenge is for us to determine situation by situation which approach is more fitting. When do we need to own the fact that we've said something that cannot be taken back? And when do we need to hear the second thing that someone else says, rather than remain stuck and fixated on their original statement, even when they've declared their desire to wipe out that statement? This feels like a timely message for us to contemplate during the month of Elul. Thanks for listening, and I hope you return tomorrow for our discussion of Daf Samech Aleph, Psachim 61. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.